Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners? This is David Benjamin from HealthyWildAndFree.com. And I'm super excited to bring you this second part interview today with Carolyn Collins. In the first interview, my mic kind of had a little bit of a mishap. I thought my mic was plugged in, and it was plugged in, but unfortunately it wasn't connected to my Mac. So thanks, Mac, for making it easy. Um, or it's just my ignorance. Either way, uh, we're back today, and hopefully I sound clear today. Um, before we start the show, I just want to share a quick word from our sponsor, sleepingorganic.com. Now, if you haven't yet seen or heard my story on my website, I bought a mattress from Ikea, which was a crazy, crazy idea. Um, and when I bought the mattress, it said, you know, it was like, it's memory foam and it's made of natural wool fibers. And I was like, oh, that sounds perfect. I can get my natural mattress, you know, whatever, naturalness on with this mattress. And then it's a memory foam as well, so it's going to be comfortable. And then I brought it home. Well, I got it, you know, it, they delivered the mattress. And I it smelled horrible. When I removed the plastic, I couldn't believe how how bad the chemicals smelled in it. And I let it air out little bit and I used onions to actually try to soak out some of the toxins and chemicals and a bowl of vinegar. I did both of those things which are supposed to remove toxins and I slept on the mattress and it smelled horrible. The next morning I had a slight headache. Um, To get very graphic with you, um, other bodily excrements smelled of this chemical and it was just a horrible experience all around. Long story short, I returned the mattress went to sleepingorganic.com and bought my mattress from them. It's a natural latex mattress. It's very comfortable. It's natural. It's it's healthier. It's greener. And uh, it, it doesn't have all the, you know, the, um, the chemicals and things like the other mattresses have. So if you want to read that story, just go to healthywildandfree.com and look for the memory foam, memory loss article. Is memory Does memory foam cause memory loss article? And you can read about that. Um, and next time you're looking for a mattress, check out sleepingorganic.com. You don't need none of that chemical mattress shenanigans. So with that being said, I am going to bring Carolyn Collins on. Uh, if you didn't hear, if you haven't heard the first interview yet, she's the founder of Wild Gardening on Facebook. If you go to Facebook and type in Wild Gardening, or if you go to Facebook and type in uh, facebook.com/wildgardening, you'll find her Facebook community. It's a community for organic gardeners, people who are into growing plants and and food and and just really into um, creating a greener, healthier life. So it's an awesome community, amazing pictures, and um, I just love it. I'm always looking at the pictures and dreaming about the garden I can create someday, as immaculate as can be and and whatnot. So um, I'm going to bring Carolyn in right now, and she should be live on the call right now. Carolyn, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can. Can, can yeah. do I sound clearer today? Yeah, you sound really good. Awesome. Good. We got to figure it out. Whew, that's in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So before we get into kind of some of the more advanced um, techniques and things, I want to kind of review what we talked about in the first call in case you missed it, and just to kind of get you up to speed as far as what Carolyn recommends when it comes to kind of beginning gardening, starting organic gardening and um, just really kind of getting acclimated. So in the first call, we talked about like seeds, soil, 
and just all these different things. And if you haven't heard it, definitely go back and listen to it. It's already in the show notes below this call, so you can listen to the full interview. But basically, we just talked about you want to make sure you're getting heirloom seeds. You want to make sure you're getting the seeds that are in your geographic zone. And you want to make sure that um, you're just getting started. I know we kind of talked about that briefly, but just really just going out and planting something and, you know, you're, you're going to mess up. You're, a plant's going to die. You know, it's not the end of the world. It goes back into the earth and composts and we're all going to live. Um, we also talked about the three easiest foods to begin gardening with, and that is tomatoes, cucumber, and some type of green leafy vegetable. So if you're if you haven't really gardened before, start with tomatoes, cucumbers, and uh, a green leafy vegetable. And uh, we talked a little bit about growing indoors, how you can grow herbs and sprouts and things like that indoors. Um, and that's just kind of a great way to get started growing indoors if you don't have if you don't have land or something like that along those lines. Um, we also talked about let's see, hmm. We did talk about GMOs and Monsanto and lots of other stuff. And if you really want to hear that call, just go back and listen to it. But today I want to focus on more advanced gardening techniques and really just kind of get an understanding for what you can do and how you can grow your garden and create something, once again, immaculate. I love that word. And uh, <laughs> use it to, uh, you know, create create breakfast, lunch, and dinner in your backyard, basically, which is eco-friendly, it's green, it's healthier, it's sustainable, and it's awesome. So, Carolyn, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. What 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 is on the menu for today as far as gardening is concerned? What What are we going to extrapolate? What are the listeners going to learn today? I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the different kinds of gardens you can have. Um, there's like kind of three main kind of gardens, so I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Okay, cool. What are the what are the three different types of gardens? Okay, so there's the in-ground garden, which is basically just, you know, you plant seeds in the ground. Um, and then the second one would be raised bed, raised bed gardening. And the third one is container gardening. Okay. So is, those are like the main three. Is raised bed and container, what's, what's the difference between those two visually? So our Yeah, visually raised beds are basically like, those you see them on uh, they made them out of wood and they're like four feet long and they're just like a, a foot or two above the ground those are bigger and then the containers are just any kind of pot ah okay so the container so that is like a big bed on the ground of soil that's just raised above the ground gotcha is there a reason well i guess we'll we'll, we'll get into this but is uh what well in ground the first one is you know just in the ground what what is the benefit of that and, and why would someone choose that over the other two? Yeah, I actually would recommend um, not, that would be like the last one I would recommend because oh, really? um, it has a lot of downfalls but um, you can do that. As the, the reason why I would say to um, probably not do that one is because you have to work a lot on the soil. That's why I would recommend the raised beds over the in-ground because with the raised beds you can amend the soil and make it really nice, whereas in the ground, you don't have any, you can't really amend the soil too much. It's just kind of whatever the soil is. Um, so it's, you, sometimes the plants won't do as well with the in-ground one, so. Gotcha. So with the raised, with the raised, basically with the raised bed garden, you have more control over the health of the soil so the plant grows better. Exactly, yeah. Gotcha. 
And is is the raised bed an actual? Compl- I mean, I've seen raised bed pictures on your page before, but isn't is it in an enclosed box with the bottom, or is it just the sides that kind of lift it up? Um, yeah. What you do is you basically just build it, what, however you want. Like I, you can, there's so many different things you can do, but most people just take wood, you know, slabs of wood, and then they make a rectangular shape, you know, um, nail them together. So it's like a, just a rectangle on the ground of wood, and then you just put your uh, soil, your organic soil, in the box. And, okay, so it is like yeah, a box. So it's basically okay. like however high you put it, the roots are going to grow. Some people, they don't put it too high, and then some of the roots will grow into the ground. But I like to do it so that it's high enough so that you have all just totally your own new soil, you know? Right. So my question is, is so it is a box and there is a bottom piece of wood going along the earth. No, that you don't put a piece of wood on the bottom. You can do that, but um, most people don't do that. You could put some kind of barrier, like a weed barrier. A lot of people do that. Maybe like um, some newspaper or something. Maybe even sturdier than that. Gotcha. Or, or you said leaves as a barrier? Yeah, you can use leaves. Um, okay. You can use like cloth. You can use wood. Okay. Gotcha. And yeah, just have a little barrier kind of helps. Yeah, it helps if you're going to be um, growing above the lawn. Like, you know, there's weeds in the lawn, so if you just, you know, if you have some kind of barrier, it'll help the weeds not to come through. Ah, okay, gotcha. And then it just kind of keeps that soil top, okay. Yeah, so if you put down newspaper, what happens is, or something even a little heavier, if you leave that down, say, like, put newspaper down and put some rocks or something heavy over it, what will happen if you leave that for a couple of days, um, the grass will die pretty much, or it'll, you know, so that's a good idea. That way you won't have to deal with the grass coming through the soil. Or you can just use leaves. I I prefer, a, a, I would prefer leaves personally. Cause yeah, I think leaves would be a lot better. That's more natural. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to, like, ink in my tomatoes. Exactly, yeah, that's. Yeah, I like that to would, do that. That <laughs> wouldn't be cool, Robert Frost. <laughs> uh, horrible joke. Anyway, <laughs> a small percentage of listeners will get that one. Um, and I don't even get it still, so it's okay if I don't get it. Um, <laughs> moving on. So leaves, okay, so you're kind of separating, you're, you're separating your organic soil from the earth so that you yeah. can give the plant what it needs. And then as time goes on, will it kind of break that barrier and the the roots will kind of go into the earth still? Yeah, what will happen, happen is it will kind of just be naturally composting and it will just kind of naturally do its own thing and the soil below it will turn healthier. And then, the, you know, if depending on how, how the plant is, it will grow deeper. But usually plants, they don't have that long. The ones that you're going to be growing if you're growing food, they are not going to be growing all year round, you know, so... Right. The roots okay. won't grow that deep, you know, unless you're growing right. trees okay. or fruit trees and stuff like that. You have to do more planting for that. Okay. So out of the three, the in-ground container and raised bed gardening, raised bed gardening is your, like, number one recommendation. Yeah, I would say, yeah, the, uh, if you can, I, I love the, I think the raised beds are great, but a lot of people, um, maybe they don't want to put that much work in with, like, uh, building the beds, and maybe they don't have a yard, so that's why the container gardening is really nice, because you can just put soil in a, in a container or a pot, and you're good to go, you know. Mm-hmm. So the container gardening is, 
that's just kind of basically what you make of a container and, and into a garden, basically. Is that kind of yeah. what that is? Yeah, so it's basically just you can find whatever kind of containers will hold soil. You can get really creative. You know, a lot of people just use, like, recycled objects, and you can, you know, you can, like, design your stuff really cool or whatever you want to do. Um, mm -hmm. Or you can just have all the same kind of pot. Um, and then you just you just put your organic soil in there, and that's it. So it's pretty simple. And then that way you can move your plants around. Like, say, if you move somewhere, you can move your pots with you, or you can move uh. the plants. Maybe if they're not getting enough sun in one spot in your yard, you can just move the pot over. Whereas with like raised beds, they can't. You can't move that, and in, in the ground, you can't move that either. So that's why the containers have more. You know, they have some advantages too. Huh? Yeah, that's interesting. That's kind of cool. I I didn't really think. Okay. I I've seen a lot of container um, gardening pictures on with the wild gar your wild gardening Facebook page, but yeah, and it, it does look kind of cool. Like people make them really creative, and you know. Yeah use recycled objects and, and they even like hang them, you know, on walls and all this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, being able to move that. So if you, if you live kind of in a metro area, you know, uh, the city or, um, you know, you don't have much room, it seems like container gardening would probably be a good choice. Um, yeah. Just kind of have that ability to grow, you know, wherever and to move it. Exactly. Um, which is cool. And then, and then in-ground gardening is, is basically, I guess, the old school way of doing it. Yeah, it's the old school way. I've done a lot of that, but um, it's been a bit frustrating. And then I just kind of decided, hey, I'm not doing that anymore because you need to amend the soil. Because if you want to have really good quality plants, you need to make the soil great. So uh, a lot of people will be, you know, impatient. They'll be like, oh, I just want to start. Like, I know I've been like that before. You get the seeds and you're so excited. You're just like, let's just till up the ground and just put them in there. But what happens is you make a lot more work for yourself later on because the, you're going to have problems with weeds and um, insects and all kinds of stuff because you didn't work on the soil first. So that's why I recommend to people, you know, you know, I know you guys are excited to get started, but it's better to do a little bit of planning before. Right. It, what, what kind of planning before exactly would you recommend? Um, Like just uh, kind of the basic planning would be, um, the main thing would be the soil, planting the soil. Um, you know, getting, collecting the soil, you're going to need a good amount of soil, organic soil. So um, you can scout out areas. Maybe there's even places where they're willing to give soil for free or things like that, you know. But most of the time you're going to have to buy the organic soil. And then you're going to want to look at your where you're going to be growing and see how much sunlight you're going to be getting, um, things like that. Like say you have just a balcony, you have to make sure that you're going to get at least six hours of sun. Same with your yard. You want to look and see, um, like, what areas get sun. If there's a tree, like, you're not going to plant under that tree, things like that, because those little things. Right, okay. So that's, that's a good tip, too, knowing that your plants need approximately six hours of sunlight. So maybe yeah. um, for, for those of you getting started, maybe if you're thinking about growing, you know, either in-ground container or raised bed garden, maybe put, I don't know, some stick something in the ground and then see when the sun hits it and yeah. then watch it for that day and then see when the sun goes off that object so you can see within that kind of general area if it gets six hours of sunlight that day just so you have a good idea and feel for it. Um, yeah. Because that's a good tip, just knowing, you know, how much sunlight, you know, the plants need. Um, one question I had for you was you, you've mentioned amend the soil a few times. What exactly does that mean and how do you do that and what are the sure. benefits of that? Okay, so amending the soil basically just means um, making it the best you can. 
Um, so you're going to be adding, basically, like, when you, ha you want to start with a compost pile, and you're going to start to create an am amazing compost there. So when you amend the soil, what you're doing is you're adding in compost. So that's adding nutrients to the soil. You know, it's adding life, oxygen to the soil. There's going to be natural insects in there that are going to help to create a healthier soil environment. So okay. when I say amend, that's what I mean. You're going to just want to just nurture the soil, make it the best you can. Um, so as you, if you think about this, like in the soil, in, in the ground, it's just how it is. Maybe it has, um, maybe it's like really hard and things like that. But when you, I say amend the soil, you can make it really soft. You can go through there with like a pitchfork and make it, you know, fluff it up, that kind mm. of thing. So, but when you, when you're starting with the soil, you want to get organic soil from the store, mm -hmm. and that's already going to be like really good quality. But then, as you you put those in your raised beds, but you're going to want to keep amending the soil as you go through the the season, and you're going to want to add your compost to it to amend it and make it um, healthier, add nutrients, you know. Okay, so is is amending the soil different than tilling? Till, yeah, so tilling the soil means when you till it up, when you go get a tool like a rototiller or a shovel or, or um, you know, that kind of thing, a rototiller, and you just go through, like the soil is just, it's just ground, and then you go through and you till it up, you know, you till up the grass and move all the soil around like that, but that's a, it's a, a lot of work to do that. So that's why I'm saying the raised beds are so much easier because you don't need that much room for growing your plants. So compared to going and like going through all this hard labor and tilling up the land, you can just go have the raised bed, put the organic soil in, and it's already really good quality soil, you know. Right, and it's less work, which exactly for, yeah. for me being a you know a lazy individual is very. <laughs> I'm just kidding, listeners. I exercise at least once a day. I walk. <laughs> um, so awesome. Okay, so amending the soil. So amending the soil is basically if you're kind of like. You're you're basically mixing compost with the soil to really yeah. bring it life. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, it's, cool. not, it, it's just yeah, it's basically what it's like feeding your body. You feed your body good food. You want to feed it, you know, you want to feed your plants good soil. So you have your compost pile over in the corner of the yard, and you're making like you're making its food, its supplements, you know. Right. It's yeah. Like okay. It's kind of like supplementing. Right, yeah, you're you're giving the soil that life to give your plants life because ultimately the the health of the soil determines the health and you know nutritional value of the plants. Yeah, right. It's important because you're eating them. Um, yeah. So okay, so amending the soil is definitely an important kind of lesson, and yeah. um, you so for organic soil and compost. You can, I mean, com where do you get compost, or, or do you just well, start compost? You buy compost at the store, so if you want to just start, if you don't have a compost pile started, you can just go get compost. Uh, you know, I recommend getting organic. If you can't, that's okay, but, you know, it's best to get organic because um, you don't want the soil to have been sprayed with chemicals. Right. So, um, and then what you're going to do is, um, yeah, you can get a little bit of compost, get some organic soil, and then you're going to start your own compost pile, and then that way you won't have to buy compost again because you'll always have a big supply of your own compost, and it will be a lot better than the kind at the store anyways. So. Right. So starting with organic compost is kind of a no-brainer, especially since it's yeah. only a purchase. Yeah. And it's going to be creating from there, and then you can amend all of your soil to be organic. So exactly. def definitely go organic. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like that tip. Um, so, so getting compost, getting good organic soil, and kind of starting from there, amending the soil. 
um, the, the listeners, uh, you know, we know heirloom seeds are the best. And then um, we talked a little bit yesterday about, or not yesterday, a couple of days ago about uh, getting seeds for the specific zone that you live in so they, that mm-hmm. plant grows within that area. Um, what, as far as, you know, there's indoor, the, the you know, or excuse me, the in-ground gardening, the container gardening, and the raised bed gardening. Um, you, you mentioned a little bit how raised bed gardening is easier. You don't have to till the soil. and. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it's just easier overall. Are there any benefits? And you know, with container gardening, you said you know you can move those and that kind of thing. So, is there really any, as far as in-ground gardening, is there really any benefits to that anymore? I mean, it seems like it's kind of the last option now. Yeah. Um, and by the way, your sound is going a little bit off. Just oh so no. You know. Yeah, but um, it should come back. Okay. Some, Hopefully. Some kind of rustling in the background. But yeah, there are um, benefits to in-ground. In ground, I would say, you know, because you can use the ecology of the soil. But the thing is, most people now, they don't have really good, I mean, the soil has been so depleted and all that kind of stuff because of the toxins in our environment and all that kind of thing. Um, so I guess, you, if, I mean, if you have a big yard and you just, but I don't know, I think just you should amend the soil somehow and kind of raise it above the ground. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think in ground is just kind of old school. Um, I mean, I'm all for just making the best plants that you can, the best nutrition-wise and best quality. So, I, yeah, I don't even do in-ground anymore. I at least raise it up above the ground a little bit. So. Mm. Okay, so raise bed is... But you can grow plants in the ground. Um, I've done that a lot before, but I just am very picky about the quality of the plants, you know. And you're just going to have... The main thing is you're just going to have, like, so much more work with the in-ground because you're going to be picking weeds all the time, all the time because, you know, they're... With the think about it, when you have containers and raised beds, you only have a small space, so the weeds can only grow in that little area. So all you have to do is pick it out of that area. But when you have an in-ground garden, you have you can have weeds all over. They're going to be creeping in and just all kinds of stuff like that. It's just a lot more work. So right. it's kind of a no-brainer to do that. The raised beds or the containers, you know. That's why you see everyone they have the raised beds. When you look at it, it's like some of them have it real nice in rows and all kinds of stuff, and it's like. That's why they do that because it's so much easier mm-hmm. and harder. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. I, okay. That's I, uh, as far as you know, container gardening and raised bed gardening. I didn't really, I didn't think about these things or know these things. I'm glad you shared yeah. this information with us. Um, is, there, is there anything as far as you know, raised bed or container gardening that that the listener should know before getting started that um, would make it easier and help them? have a better chance of succeeding the first time they grow? Um, yeah, I was going to say a little tip for container gardening. Um, you guys, you can go to like a, uh, your local garden center or nursery, and a lot of times they have tons of extra pots. They're just like little plastic pots, you know, and they usually have this area where they just have tons of them, and you can get them for free or you can get them for really cheap, like a couple cents. So that's a good start if you don't want to spend a lot of money on, you know, expensive pots and all that kind of thing. You can just go there and get those. Um, For the raised beds, there's a lot of different ways you can do it if you don't want to build them yourself. You can get really creative. You can just find, you know, um, old materials, like go to a recycling center or something like that. Just it can you can make it very simple. It doesn't have to be too hard. Um, mm. And let's see what else. Um, yeah, so just you can get really creative, and it's not too hard. Once you get started and you have them made, that's it. You're not going to have to do it again, you know. So. 
Right, which is nice. And that's yeah. a good tip on the, the local, um, you know, gardening nursery to, to get those pots for container gardening to get started. Um, yeah. One thing, one thing I think you'll find kind of interesting, I went to the Henry Ford Estate recently, which is oh, yeah. actually really close to where I live. And, and Henry, people think of Henry Ford as this you know, huge industrialist and started the auto line and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, he did, obviously, but he was a very, very green, very uh, earthy, very gardening type of individual. Oh. On his property, like when you tour his property, he had multiple gardens. He actually had this kind of like cellar with this, you know, wooden door that was, you know, in the earth, basically in the earth. And he would store, you know, uh, fruits and vegetables in there to keep them cool like a refrigerator. Oh, cool. Even, like, because the earth kept them cool. And he even had, like, the top-of-the-line refrigerator at the time. That's what, you know, this, like, plaque that he had the top-of-the-line refrigerator, but he still Mm -hmm. stored his, you know, fruits and vegetables in the earth. Um, He also had, like, um, like, I think, I want to say he had, like, a rose garden with, like, two ten thousand roses or something and wow. um, he had twenty six gardeners on staff. So that just tells you how much how many plants and, and you know um plants and gardens he had to maintain. Yeah. Um he also had a hydroelectric dam so that um his whole home was powered by, you know, uh, the water flowing by in the stream and um you know, he's just a very, very green guy. I mean people it's it's funny because we, you know, we think like all the, you know, all these people, you know, like for example, Henry Ford is a huge industrialist and this and that, but he was a very green guy. He went actually the original car, the the automobile was supposed to be ran on hemp oil or alcohol fuel. Oh, so, cool. Because he Henry Ford was quoted as saying, uh, I don't, I don't want to create a car that a farmer can't, you know, fuel or something like that with, you know, creating brewing alcohol at in their yeah. farm crops. Um, so it's kind of cool to like see the different side of history and kind of understand that because I think people before us and people right now are trying to make the world you know a greener, um, more a healthier, sustainable place. But we kind of we kind of lose sight of that and we forget that. So I think it's good to kind of be refreshed of that. Like look, like people are still doing this around us and it's it's beneficial. And even people who we didn't think did this kind of stuff did it or were interested in it. Um, so it's kind of cool. So yeah. if, if you're ever in Michigan or any of the listeners are in Michigan, definitely check out the Henry Ford Estate because it is a very cool, very inspiring kind of estate property to see with all the gardens and everything. Oh. Um, but yeah, so I, I just thought I'd share that because it's kind of a cool, interesting thing. But yeah, it's cool. Um, it's, it's, okay, so we got a good understanding now of the three types of gardening. Is that Are those really the kind of the only types of gardening or are there, are there, is there something? Oh, there's... Uh, well, there's other, yeah, those are, like, the three main types, but then there's, like, there's lots of different, um, like, I don't know the exact word, but types of gardening, like, vertical gardening. What would you say? Like, subcategories? Yeah, like, subcategories. Like, there, as far as container gardening, you can do vertical gardening, so you can have your pots hung up, or you can have all kinds of creative stuff, like, you can grow in a rain gutter, or like a piece, uh, a piece of bamboo, you know, you can like hang those up into vertical, you know, lateral things, and you can grow that way. Um, so, but that's a, that's a kind of container gardening because you're basically just putting the soil in some kind of thing that holds it. So, um, yeah, so that would be like a subcategory of the container gardening. 
Um, and then you can grow up walls, you know, um, just all kinds of cool stuff. There's hydroponics, there's aquaponics. Um, yeah, all kinds of cool stuff like that. There's really a lot of ways to, to grow plants out there. I mean, the, yeah. the, 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 those three you share are kind of the main as far as growing food at yeah. home can be sustainable. But, exactly. but I'm sure you would encourage listeners and everyone just to explore and learn about the different you know, growing methods. And, yeah. Um, and, and I'm sure some of them even work together well, you know, to be creative, to yeah. use different, I don't know, gardening practices together to create, you know, a more sustainable or, or a synergistic kind of effect, if you will. Exactly. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, hey, I appreciate everything. Um, Is there any, oh, yeah, one more thing. Uh, yeah. As far as, um, as far as gardening, like, I, I was actually, this is kind of interesting, I was, I forget who I was talking to, but someone was saying how, you know, a long time ago, Johnny Appleseed was, you know, mm-hmm. you just, like, walk around and, you know, throw apple seeds and, and plant apple seeds, and, you know, hence the name Johnny Appleseed. His whole name yeah. and legacy was based upon, you know, planting apple seeds. And um, this person was saying how, um, you know, a long time ago, we could just walk around and there was, like, you know, there's apple trees, there's vegetables, there's fruit trees. I mean, think about our, like, ancestors thousands of years ago or even probably hundreds of years ago. Um, they they could just walk in the forest and eat, you know, eat green leaves, eat berries, eat mushrooms. And they had a very they had a very good understanding of nature and the environment and ecology and all this kind of stuff. Um, so I think it's cool to understand how um, we're connected to nature and we're connected to um we're connected to the food around us, and it's all around us in the wild. And understanding how to work with nature as opposed to working against nature to create our food is very important. And I think things like gardening um, and, and understanding how to grow your own food are are you working with nature. And yeah. I think that's literally one of the most empowering things you can do, and I think you'll agree, Carolyn, right? Oh, yeah, it's so empowering. And it's like, if you, for example, if you look at Monsanto... They're, they're trying to work against nature to create food, which is not an abundant um, way to create food or mindset or, you know, anything. It's not creating any abundance whatsoever. So um, I really encourage all of you listening to take Carolyn's advice. Pick up her book, Beginner, The Beginner's Guide to Organic Gardening on Amazon. The link is in the description below this audio. And join her Facebook page at facebook.com slash wildgardening. Like I said, she has a lot of great tips on gardening. Um, she has a lot of uh, amazing pictures, a lot of creative inspiration. She's a very creative person. She's connected to a lot of creative people. So she has just a lot of creative um, pictures that will inspire you to grow, to create gardens, and just to give you ideas wherever you're at in your life, you know, where whatever you have available to you. So there's a lot of creative inspiration on her page, so definitely check it out. Um, also, one more thing. Um... That's pretty much it, actually. I don't. I don't know what else. <laughs> like, I don't know if you want to add anything else, Carolyn. Do you have anything else to add? That's it. That was awesome. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Well, join her page below. Pick up her book below. And uh, thank you so much for your time, Carolyn. And oh yeah, I, oh I had a question for you. That's what it was. Yeah. Are you gonna be? And because I think I think the listeners would love this, and I think your community would love this. Are you gonna yeah. be creating like gardening videos and like how-to tutorial yes, videos? Yeah. Yes. You are awesome. Definitely, yes. I'm going to be doing that. I can't wait to start doing that. Um, it's going to be awesome because that way um, 
I can be more visual and show you guys exactly, and then you can send me questions, and I can do videos based on questions. So that's going to be fun. Awesome, cool. Just I, I was just curious because I know there's a lot of I know you know as far as like an interview goes, we can talk about it, but like seeing yeah. how gardening works and seeing you know that's how to the do best way to learn is visually because you know exactly. Like, because that's how you learn quicker, like as far as you were asking about like amending the soil and the different terms. If I just showed you visually, you'd know exactly compared to me right. trying to explain it. You know, I'd say this is tilling and I could just go and rototill, you know, as a tiller. <laughs> right, so, exactly. Yeah. So cool. So cool. We all have something to look forward to then when Helen's going to make her videos yeah. on wild gardening. And and it's going to, I'm sure they're going to be very creative inspired. And, yes. and have a great sense of humor, and actually yeah, be they'll be funny too. They'll be entertaining. And actually, she she brings life to gardening, like I've said before. So if if gardening is boring, you know, watch Carolyn, watch wild gardening, watch her videos, and you will want to start gardening because she is a very inspiring, very optimistic type of person that will inspire yes. you to garden. So once again, thank you so much for your time, and I hope you have an awesome rest of the day. Thank you all for listening, and Buddha uh, Vida. We'll see you in the next episode. Thanks, David. Bye. Thanks. Bye.